History seems to be on the back burner of the hot subjects popular culture is interested in. And yet, if we don't learn from the lessons of history, where can we learn from? This is Stephanie Powers, and this is the William Holden Wildlife Foundation podcast. Let's take the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution introduced coal as the principal source of energy that powered the rapid change of economies all over the world. Yet that revolution introduced so much toxin into rivers, streams, and the air that it's been said that in the most heavily impacted locations, 80% of the biological life was destroyed. I remember the first time I felt smog. I was a kid in California, playing ball with the neighborhood kids in my mother's garden. And someone said, ooh, breathe in. Do you feel that? And I breathed in. And I had a pain in my chest. Lessons were being taught, but we didn't know what to do with the lessons. While growing up, I read all the science fiction novels by Aldous Huxley, Ray Bradbury, Arthur C. Clarke, Isaac Asimov. It was Buckminster Fuller who wrote about our spaceship, planet Earth, whirling in space, carrying the precious cargo of biodiversity unique in our solar system. The science fiction writers predicted devastation, overpopulation, violence, and ultimate mind control by Big Brother and authoritarianism that would take over humanity and dominate what was left on our planet once we succumbed to the ravages of the chaos of reduced resources. It seemed such fantasy, so improbable. And yet... Why does history fall so deaf on our ears? What will it take to excite each other about our own capacity to change the world we inhabit? Not the entire planet, or the country, or the state, or even our city, but ourselves. Our houses, the way we dispose of waste, the way we Overconsume. How much food do you throw away in a month? Have you thought of producing compost? You don't need a large space to do this, just some imagination. And it's fun to produce dirt. If we as individuals, even as families, dedicated ourselves to inventing ways to reduce our toxic footprint, what miracles can happen? The programs we are teaching at the William Holden Wallah Foundation's Education Center are designed to enlighten and expose people to alternative practices in waste management and agriculture that can alter destructive practices into regenerative practices. Our new program, which we are starting in June, will establish six projects to teach permaculture farming and agroforestry to rural areas 
who have few options to the dead-end overuse of chemical fertilizers and pesticides produces. Chemicals wash into the soil and eventually into the water sources that flow out into the wildlife areas where once pristine grasslands are at risk through groundwater toxicity. When I first went to Kenya in 1973, the sky was filled with an amazing variety of birds of prey. Flying around in a small plane, everyone on board would be on high alert to watch for birds. Today, I'm sad when I look at the sky, devoid of those extraordinary birds. Everywhere in the world where chemicals are abundantly used, the sky no longer hosts the once plentiful raptors and other species who flew with beauty and grace on the thermals. You can make a difference. Each one of us in our own ways. Please try. Please help. Keep our planet and our special species alive. For more information on the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, go to our website, whwf.org. And be sure to like and subscribe to this show so that you never miss an episode. And remember, wildlife is the echo of our own existence. This is Stephanie Powers.